Welcome to Alfaro English. Be sure to follow our channel wherever you get your podcasts to listen to award-winning independent journalism from Central America. Today is November 21st, 2022. In this occasion, we share with you our newsletter, written and narrated by Roman Gressier. Under Xiomara Castro, Honduran Garifunas received JOH-style military eviction, published in elfaro.net, in its English edition. On November 7th, the Honduran military and police riot squads removed 110 Garifuna people from their homes in Punta Gorda, on the Caribbean island of Ruatan, in Honduras. A local judge had ordered their preventive dislodging, as it's called in Honduran law, within 24 hours from the commune, founded by their ancestors in 1797, making it the Carib Arawak people's oldest settlement in what is today Honduras, for the alleged usurpation of private land. Present for the operation were the Honduran Army, National Police, Public Prosecutor's Office, and Police Investigations Directorate, the same police unit that the Garifuna community in Triunfo de la Cruz, Atlantida, accused in June 2020 of kidnapping five community leaders. They're still missing. During the eviction, police arrested six people, including Melissa Martinez, a coordinator of the Black Fraternal Organization of Honduras, or OFRANE. The organization asserts that they have been released, but expects them to face court summons. Quote, I truly believe that under the government of Xiomara Castro, this wouldn't happen, wrote OFRANE Coordinator General Miriam Miranda. Carla Garcia, International Relations Coordinator, wrote that, quote, for the Honduran state, the Garifunas defending their territories are invaders, whereas foreigners are, quote, third parties of good faith. The third party refers to the requester of the eviction. Journalist Celia Pousset, who reviewed the removal order and is investigating the case for independent Honduran outlet Contra Corriente, told El Faro English that the Norman Jones family, who claims to own the land since 1950, is the only one listed in the judicial dossier, and that they filed the removal request on September 10th. Xiomara Castro campaigned on extensive promises to the country's 52 Garifuna communities, like the repeal of the 2013 Sede, or Charter Cities Law, the installation of a Congress of Indigenous and Afro-descendant peoples, the striking down of, quote, preventive dislodging from the penal code, and, like in Panama, quote, the creation of autonomous zones under their control. The ownership of the land settled by the Garifuna people 225 years ago in Punta Gorda is a legal question settled by Honduran law and by the Inter-American Court of Human Rights. Honduras ratification in 1995 of ILO Convention 169 granted Garifuna and indigenous peoples the right to ancestral land, a historic debt of the state to these communities. In 2015, the Inter-American Court issued unequivocal protections for Garifuna land and ordered the Honduran state to make reparations for dispossession and other violence. That has yet to happen. Quote, the Garifuna people have property rights and dominion over the land and resources that we have ancestrally held, wrote the Garifuna leaders in Punta Gorda. They continued, we thus have the right to be juridically recognized as the legitimate owners of the territory, making any forced removal illegal and racist. 
The day after the dislodging, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights condemned the six arrests for, quote, prohibiting access to ancestral land, arguing they were designed to, quote, directly affect the defense of land, territory, and the environment. UN Resident Coordinator in Honduras, Alice Shackelford, wrote, I join the urgent calls for liberation and the search for solutions that are peaceful and respectful of human rights. Hours after the removal, President Xiomara Castro reacted over Twitter. I've requested a report on the violent, judicially ordered dislodgement. I was not informed in advance. There were two clear problems with her claim. Ofrané had denounced the operation a day in advance, and the Secretary of Defense is Castro's nephew. Recall that the military was on site for the eviction. Quote, that Madam President says she didn't know about the removal is irrelevant. That's why she has her ministers to run day-to-day operations, Honduran human rights attorney Joaquin Mejia told El Faro English. What is relevant is what the military was doing in a violent removal when she promised to reduce the militarization of citizen security. Castro's assertion on Punta Gorda strains credulity, given that land disputes in Roatan were top of mind that week for Secretary of Economic Development Pedro Barquero. A few miles away from Punta Gorda on the island is the Economic Development and Employment Zone, Z-E-D-E, or SEDE in Spanish, called Prospera, a Bitcoin-using charter city founded with Silicon Valley capital, promising a, quote, rule of law oasis of economic freedom and legal stability. Prospera has had problems of its own with the Garifuna community in Crawfish Rock, Roatan, stemming from reported pressure on locals to sell property at low prices and privatization of potable water distribution. According to an investigation by Rest of World, Prospera turned off the taps when locals tried to revert to their old distribution system. Prospera broke ground in 2020 under legislation crafted by former President Juan Orlando Hernández and rejected as unconstitutional by the Supreme Court until the magistrates who voted against the proposal were removed and replaced by Hernández's National Party in 2012. Castro's party Libre repealed the Sede law in April, widely seen as a change of course on the now opposition National Party's signature project. But Barquero told Congress on November 3rd, four days before the dislodging, that Prospera, a Delaware-based company, had notified the administration in September that it is ready to sue the state for $10.7 billion, that's one-third of GDP in 2021, for allegedly violating CAFTA for the repeal in April of the 2013 Sede law. Barquero added that the government and firm had until December 16th to settle. Another of the three sede charter cities, called Ciudad Morazán, wrote on Monday morning in response to Barquero's remarks before Congress that it met with the secretary in May and with other government officials through late September to seek a settlement. In 2017, the Honduran government disregarded Convention 169 in launching the charter cities project, citing the sede law from four years earlier. After the repeal of the law in April, Prospera responded that it would continue operations anyway, citing international free trade agreements. The Garifuna people also turned to international law in their demands to the Honduran government. The removal of the Garifuna community from its land in Roatan, quote, implies complete ignorance and irresponsibility by the judges and prosecutors, human rights attorney Mejia told El Faro English. Article 18 of the Constitution guarantees that when a national law contradicts an international treaty, the latter prevails, he said, in reference to the ILO Convention and Inter-American Court rulings. 
that the Garifuna have yet to obtain an ancestral land deed isn't their fault, he added. It's that of the government, which has not upheld its obligation to issue the deeds. Ofranes said on November 10th that despite the administration's campaign overtures, it had yet to be granted a meeting with Castro. Garcia of Ofrané told El Faro English that the Castro administration has, quote, relegated our problem of land rights further down the road. The struggle for recognition of ancestral land rights generally expresses itself with violence across all Garifuna communities in Honduras, like the coastal islands known as the Cayos Cochinos. In its July multimedia special called The Survivors of Cayos Cochinos, El Faro called the archipelago, quote, an Eden for tourists, a goldmine for big business, and a hellscape for islanders struggling to survive. You can find this text by visiting elfaro.net in its English edition. El Faro English, R. Roman Gressier and Jose Luis Sanz. Photos by Carlos Barrera. Production and music by Omnion. Thanks for listening. Consider supporting Central American journalism by joining our community of crowdfunders at support.elfara.net.